0: Hey there, I'm David Novak. I ran Taco Bell, KFC, and Pizza Hut. And like you, I'm always learning so I can be the best leader I can be. That's why I started How Leaders Lead, the first leader to leader podcast with CEOs from Adobe, Pepsi, and Home Depot, and greats like Tom Brady, Jim Nance, and Jack Nicholas. You'll learn how to win, how to bounce back, and how to lead. Listen to this insight from Stanley Druckenmiller, the greatest investor of all time.
1: If you love what you do, First of all, your work ethic's going to be fantastic. You're just going to be better at something if you enjoy it than if you don't enjoy it.
0: And this from Brian Cornell, the CEO of Target. I think you've got to balance
2: short-term with long-term. And you've got to have a conviction that the things you're doing, your investments, your strategy, over time, you're making the right investments and right decisions for your brand and your business. So listen to How Leaders Lead wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: It's the best podcast on leadership you'll ever listen to. Hi, and welcome back to episode 36 of the have we made it yet podcast. It's the podcast where two creatives and their guest talk about the process of making it. I'm joined by my co host here. The uh, the comedian Josh Yang. <laughs> and I'm the actor Lucas Ng. Um, we're just gonna get right into it, Josh. Okay. Yes. Have you made it yet, Josh? no no i haven't and i feel like i might have i might
3: have taken a little step back because before oh. in my other creative endeavors as well you know comedy's on a standstill right now especially mm-hmm. with cases going up it's only going to get worse but um for now i would say my my other podcast the sleep with josh podcast i've actually been pretty bad on the scheduling oh, of no. it i've been trying to like find the time now that i'm starting uh work full time yeah to to be able to get a recording done out on a tighter schedule but i've been missing (laughs) i've been missing a couple and you know what i figure it's like you know it's my baby i I i'll get it to it when i when i can yeah yeah yeah, i think i gotta now really adapt to you know life and trying to figure out how to adapt that to what the creative pursuits are
2: Mm -hmm. um
3: but been solid traction I think I think we're gonna hit uh, the next thousand downloads pretty soon in the next couple wow. days Wow yeah so it's it's been nice it's been a good it's been a good uh progression so far from where I was a month ago surprisingly very big in Utah right now very oh nice yeah the Mormons love it man I guess I guess but uh Lucas important question yeah have you made it yet
0: <sighs> no. And although there hasn't been a lot of movement, even on the commercials that my agent said that I'm on hold for no callbacks, nothing yet that I have to Mm. make that flight back to Toronto for. Um, But I had a really good chat with one of my, um, with one of the actors that are on the same agency as me. Mm. And uh, she just basically just told me like, whatever you're feeling right now, Lucas, you're not crazy. And you're not going through this alone. And that made me like really more relieved because acting and all that stuff, as I'm sure we're going to get on with our, our guest here, it's a pretty lonely experience because you just don't know what's happening a lot of the times and you just have to go with the flow, but no, have not made it, but I feel a lot better. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Speaking on our next guest though, Josh, oh my God, you ready? Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. I'll be honest. I've never met our next guest in person, but he's just as influential to me as any one of my most inspirational actors that I've come across that in my brief time as an actor here, I remember uh, before I jumped into the acting world and was still working in my VFX jobs, I went on IMDB and typed in Vancouver actors to look out for. Our guest name popped up and I followed him on Instagram. And I've had the chance to see his astounding growth as an actor and as an entertainment professional. So actually, flash forward to earlier this summer, I saw him on an online acting class with Deb Podolsky, one of the premier acting coaches, I would say in Canada, but she does most of her work in Vancouver. I I couldn't believe it when I saw him in that online acting class, as he's one of my earliest influences in the same class as me, putting in the work. If anything, that really spoke to his hustle that even though he's found success, he's unwavering in his commitment to do better and to be better. It's that strive that has now inspired me to push even harder in these, you know, really trying times that we're going through right now. Uh, Our next guest was named in Canada's Rising Stars in 2018 by The Hollywood Reporter and has appearances in hit shows such as Prison Break, Supergirl, and he's a regular on the exciting show Siren. On the Sci Fi Network. He's the talented actor, writer, producer, and also a recent podcaster. Uh, please give it up for Curtis Lam. Yes.
2: Wow, wow, wow.
0: Hey. Oh, <laughs> the, whoa. What an
2: intro.
0: Oh, no. Happy. So happy. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on, man.
2: Hey, happy to be here. Awesome. Man. Nice to meet you guys. Big fan of the show
0: oh i oh. a, <laughs> a guess saying
3: that they're fan of the, i mean we we've had that you know what that i think that is the first time that's explicitly right up saying fan of the show but you know what hey we appreciate it because we appreciate every single one of our fans because <laughs> we have i
2: love it well hey you got you got one right here and that intro man wow it's um I feel like an asshole now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> Why? And, and and well, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's humbling. Oh, an It's humbling. It's humbling. And uh, thank you for those for those kind words. Uh. Um, but hey, we're 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 making it, guys. We're making it, boys. Exactly. We're here. We're,
0: exactly. We're here yes. As we start off with every show, though, Mister yeah. Curtis Lum, have you made it yet?
2: What a what a question, huh? That is that is the question. That is the question. I think short answer is yes. Screw great nice. Yes. Nice. Long answer is no. Uh, you know, it's uh it's a it's such an ongoing process and uh and there's levels to this thing and this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and it's all relative, you know what I mean? But I've learned, especially in this in these past couple of years, that it's like climbing a mountain. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna come across a lot of uh, moments that are gonna be extremely challenging, and uh, you know hurdles along the way. And I think it's important to every once in a while stop. And when you do stop, is to kind of be present and take in where you're at and to kind of look back and see how far you've come. And my own personal sort of barometer or, you know, measuring stick for success or making it or whatever is, I, you know, I, I, I try to think about what the Curtis five years ago would mm. say about the things that I'm doing today or mm. my challenges or my problems that I have today. You know mm-hmm. I mean? And even though these are these are, you know, big problems or issues that I that I go through and I I work through. Currently, mm-hmm. you know, these are problems that I wish I had five years ago, or that I'd be stoked to have five years ago. Yeah. So you have to take all of that in perspective. And so, um, you know, um, I've been very, very, very uh, grateful and yeah. appreciative of, of the things that I've been a part of and. Um, my experiences and, and my journey thus far so in that regard yeah I've made it I've Hell I've, been yeah, asked, man. I've been asked to be on this podcast so you know I've made it as far as I'm concerned oh my you know? god
0: it's, I gotta say Josh he's making us feel like an asshole because I feel so humbled right now
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah yeah that's true but I, I guess we've heard it here here and now from Kurd Islam that our podcast is the arbiter of everybody who is ever gonna make it or not make it. It is this podcast,
2: right? That's, mm-hmm. that's right. We'll start it starting right here, right now.
3: Right here, right now. Uh,
2: it's uh, it's funny how these things happen, though. You know, because there's uh-huh. there's it's, it's there's shows out there that shoot up here in Vancouver, or there's like these certain talk shows that everyone, you know, it starts off as kind of like this obscure, abstract thing, and then it, uh-huh. you know. Once enough people do it, it becomes a thing that people have, whether they want to admit to it or not, they have on their list of goals, if you will. Right. <laughs> but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, man, I got two, you know, young, good looking, up and coming Asian brothers from all the all the way. Oh. You guys are both in Toronto.
3: I'm in Toronto. Lucas is uh in vancouver but we're both from vancouver Vancouver originally oh yeah i'm from vancouver as well
2: (laughs) well snap i mean okay so two handsome uh asian dudes from different parts of 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 canada asked me to be on their podcast and so i'm very very grateful and humbled so Uh yes i've made it and we're making it together let's do it
0: hell yeah We're going to go back to the very beginning there. Um, I read that you got your start at the age of three while doing karaoke in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you already do have like a flash for the dramatics there. Um, In your teenage and also early adult life, what made you really want to push and transfer those skills for the dramatics into acting?
2: That's a really great question. Um, I think... I sort of just had this realization that I wasn't really that good at anything else,
0: oh. mm. uh,
2: and I I really do have a, a strong passion for entertaining people. You know what I mean? Like uh, like you said, when uh, my some some of my earliest memories was when I was like three, four, five. <laughs> uh, my parents would be entertaining a lot of people um, at karaoke bars. Yeah, and so you know when you have this kid who's got this never you know this endless amount of energy you know you yeah. just let him run amok you know mm-hmm. and so for me i was i i have pictures of it i mean i'm not on me but i have tons of pictures of just me at different karaoke bars just <laughs> bringing down the house entertaining myself like you know i don't i don't know any people there but just i'm having a great time uh-huh. um and then that just kind of carried on you know what i mean in high school i was always like the class clown um uh, Um, but I, but I realized that I was always entertaining in some way or form, whether Mm -hmm. it was throwing parties, throwing high school jams, throwing the prom, um, throwing, uh, you know, hosting people, you know what I mean? I just loved making people happy. Right. And, And, uh, so I grew up in the restaurant business and my dad always taught me that, you know, working in the restaurants or operating a restaurant is no different from the mm. show business or from from acting. You know what I mean? The second you mm-hmm. open the doors to your restaurant, it's lights up. Yeah. Your customers mm-hmm. don't care about how your day was, how your uh-huh. morning was, how your week was. They just want to be fed and, and entertained. Yeah. And that always, you know, I remember that striking a huge chord with me. And um and uh, you know, I I took that with me. And then it got to a, a point where I was like, you know, man, I'm 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 killing myself
1: hmm.
2: entertaining people anyways and I'm, and I'm basically acting pretending that i'm this happy server oh. or that you know that i care about what yeah. my customers uh expectations or experiences are i'm acting <laughs> anyways i may as well get, a, i may as well try to get paid from this you know what i mean oh. so that's how i got into it to be truth truth be told i got into acting for all of the wrong reasons i wanted to you know, uh, I want. I saw it as a hustle. I wanted to make money. I wanted uh-huh. to be famous. I wanted to, uh, you know, get back at my ex-girlfriend. You know. Yeah. The, the, the yeah. usual. The usual.
0: Yeah. There's nothing like making it to really prove to your ex that you fucked up. You fucked mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: then sorry. everything it's else, weird. like, yeah, and and the money and the fame is just a byproduct of the revenge. Revenge I'm is, God. you know, is sweet. It's sweet. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: But boy oh. was I wrong <laughs> no, it took me a long time and you know this in this journey to 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 to, to realize that uh, yeah those are definitely the wrong reasons to get into something like this mm.
0: yeah like like you already touched upon it briefly um, but but I was watching you in another interview beforehand uh, you mentioned acting was more of like a side hustle before you really took it seriously it was more yeah. of just a way to make money and everything. Uh, but it was through training with, uh, again, with Depodowski that you really realized how much it really does take for you to excel and that, to, to be the actor that what she can view you as, and also uh, probably what you think you can be too, um, is there a moment or a set of moments that made you realize your potential as an actor and what was the growing process like?
2: Um. First of all, shout out to Deb Pedersky. Um So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So you're so you're currently in Vancouver, Lucas.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm here for at least until October. Um, but I took an online class with her, and a, a, a monologue class that I think you should have for one week. And then I didn't see you after.
2: Hey, 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 hey! Don't don't <laughs> go put my business out there like that. I, I'm on Twitter, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think it was through, damn it!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I was sick. Okay. It's oh. The pandemic. No, I was. Um, I made it. I didn't make it the last week because oh. as because I, I had a flight, I was flying out. I, I was in LA at the time. <laughs> and I left LA to go to London. And oh. so I, it, it was just, it was a shit show. I uh-huh. And, and, you know, I've known Deb long enough that, uh, mm. you know, she, she, she let me live that, that, that week. But <laughs> it's, it's, it was because of people like Deb, you know what I mean? That saw mm-hmm. my potential before even I could see my potential. Um, because to what you were saying, uh, Starting out, it definitely was something that I just thought, "Oh, I could do this," you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, why not? I can, you know. We can be successful enough. And <laughs> the thing about Vancouver is, uh, there tends to be sometimes this, this complacency in the city. Mm, that you said it. You said it. Really, can very easily slip uh, into. Yeah. You know? uh, so my point is, it's it's very easy to feel like you're the shit. You know huh. and so yeah i think i i just wanted to be good enough so that i can just make some money and just continue you know thinking that was the shit or whatever right but it, it it wasn't until you know there was like a core group of us with that started off with deb Podowski maybe about gosh i want to say like eight nine ten years ago now oh wow and the level of dedication that was in that class that sort of stemmed from this camaraderie that the students in that class built, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Deb is an an incredible teacher, first and foremost. You know, she, like I said, she saw my potential before I did and she really beat it out of me. Mm. You know, it it, it was that classic, you know, um, you know how when they say teachers are hard on the students that they believe in sort of thing. So she was really hard on us, you know, and there's two ways to go about that. You can either a, um, you know, cower and, and crumble under that pressure, or you take that as a challenge and you take that as, uh, as a learning lesson or as an experiment to say, Oh, okay. You know, like, you know, how, whatever she gives me today, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. And, and that parallels with, you know, the professional, the real life, you know, on set experience, because you don't know sometimes what kind of director you're going to get, or, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kind of producer is going to come in and, and, and give you certain direction or notes and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and it was just the hours and the dedication and the commitment that was put into that class, you know, because what I loved about Deb is, you know, she, she gave us immense value. Um, we, we, a typical class i'm not going to say all classes because i haven't tried all classes but in most of the classes that i've i've uh had the privilege of experiencing especially in vancouver a Mm -hmm. lot of classes are like you know five to nine right at 9 p.m everyone you know closes up closes up their bags and they go home right yeah it wasn't like that with deb oh her classes we go until we go Mm -hmm. right so there were there were several not even nights like most nights we were there starting at five.
1: Uh-huh.
2: We were there till like one or 2 a.m. And here's the beauty of that class. And this is why it was so special is because it wasn't like we were just, you know, like on our phones or like just, you know, just, just watching the, the, the time, watching mm-hmm. the clock and waiting for our, our, our class to finish. Everyone was like, like at the edge of their seats and really supporting one another and really trying to champion each other. Mm-hmm. To be the best we could be, and I think it was in that pro- in that during that time and uh working through that process, did I see very clearly that oh, this is something that, um, first of all, requires a lot of work, yeah, a lot of uh, you know, introspection, and and uh, um, it requires me to use everything that I've ever learned in my entire life. And filter that and put it into this art form, and (laughs) I sort of fell in love with that creative process. Yeah. Um, And then you know when you kind of learn a thing or two, and you kind of do it enough, you Mm sort you slowly start to build you know a better relationship with it, and. And stuff and this is this is all before even like auditioning auditioning and then like the real workforce or mm-hmm. place is like a whole different chapter and different story but i'm talking about just like being in that in that sort of classroom environment in that workshopping or workshop creative space um yeah, yeah that seeing the, the 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 work that you know my classmates were putting in and seeing the kind of work that they were pulling out of me mm-hmm. was incredibly inspiring and um i knew that okay this is this is something that i, I really want to do
0: yeah absolutely and, and you briefly touched upon it already in your in your answer there but um i i
3: noticed Sorry,
2: i go on tangents by the way so just oh. sh- shut me up whenever
3: <laughs> hey perfect. this is the perfect medium for that i mean podcast is half tangents most of the time so
0: that's that's where the
3: that's where the meat is cool, <laughs> cool, cool,
0: cool. Uh, I remember in another interview that you did, you mentioned your relationship with auditioning, uh, yeah. you at first kind of dreaded it. I think like every other actor, it's, it's a really intense, nervous kind of, uh, position to be in, yeah. um, you turned your mind frame from one of nervousness to excitement.
2: Mm.
0: Can you, can you go into a bit more detail about what you mean and how that mind shift has, has changed your approach to auditioning?
2: Sure. Um, Ultimately, it's uh, it's sort of recalibrating and realigning your relationship with fear.
0: Mm, with, really, fear. Okay.
2: But s- more specifically, in an audition setting, uh, mm-hmm. for me, anyways, personally, uh, you know, I was riddled with anxiety. Mm. Like any audition that I'd go to, my whole day is virtually ruined. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> here. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. like, yeah. nice to relate. Like you know josh like you know imagine being you know a brand new comic and hitting the stage for the first time that's what auditioning felt like every time for me you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. couldn't sleep at night um and then the second i get up in the morning till till the audition uh is over with you know i'm all i can think about is not fucking up not fucking up yeah and um so basically it took a lot of work but um uh, there was another actually uh, a great acting coach in Vancouver, his name is Matthew Harrison. Um, I I audited a, a bunch of his classes and he was the one that kind of planted that seed. He was like, you know, it's just like a switch. you feel, All of those, all of those, um, those butterflies or the, you know, the, the, the anxiety that you feel in your stomach, it's really, an, it's really the same um, feeling. And it's, the, it's really the same sort of chemical thing as, as excitement. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that one is one has a negative connotation to it and one has a positive. And so it's literally just like a switch in my head that, you know, I just go, okay, oh I'm like shit, I'm nervous, but wait. What am I nervous about? Like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But as soon as you as soon as you sort of uh in sort of interpret it as now excitement, mm-hmm. Uh, and so so instead of having it being fear-based you're now it's it it, you're now in a more empowered position and as soon as you're operating from a place of excitement it now becomes more playful you know now that now you can bring back the passion and the Mm. the creativity that we work so hard on (laughs) and now when you walk into the room you know like anything else that you that you're excited about doing whether it's gaming or playing sports and all that you want to go in there and you want to play and experiment and huh. and and you're not really worried about failure you know what i mean yeah 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 um and so that's kind of what i meant by by that that switch that switch oh, up
0: awesome mm-hmm. just uh, operating i mean from a positive
2: place rather than a negative place because ultimately right. at the end of the day, it's 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 the same emotion uh just depends on how you look at it yeah
3: yeah and i i think that's one of the things that with a lot of either it's comics or people going to start in acting or even like first time you know, on a stage theater those type of uh, environments where it's i think the thing that stops a lot of people from pursuing these type of endeavors or dreams is the immediate um fear of failure and hmm. fear of the unknown because if you don't know what you feel like you don't know what you're doing up there then you just feel like you're going to fail 100% of the times if you go into it you know not knowing anything and that was that was one of the things that stop me from even thinking about doing comedy for a long time it wasn't until like some friends started convincing me and then me seeing another friend of mine take a, a class in Toronto that I felt like was very effective that gave me the knowledge and the tools to know how to attack with the first time and not have this fear of failure right away because you know a bit more about what to do do you yeah. have do you have any kind of advice for like new actors in that mindset? It's like, if you're so um, like stopped by this desire to take action because of a fear of failure, is like, what would you suggest that somebody should do in order to get over that initial
2: fear? Um, I guess in my ex- experience, it's a great question by the way, uh, everything that I've learned like truthfully learned that has that has really actually stuck with me has been through actual experience right mm-hmm. and i mean here's a here's a little fun factor or whatever however you yeah. want to take it but in order to to learn anything technically you have to be wrong about mm-hmm. something or you don't know about something right and so failure if you if you think about it that way is, sort of an a a necessary thing that that happens inevitably whether you you want it or not in in order for you to grow in order for you to learn you kind of have to either not know about something or you need to try something and Mm -hmm. and realize oh i i did i i did it wrong and so let's try it this way and so um you kind of just you kind of just have to just dive right in it's it's sort of like learning how to swim you just got to just you you can you can make it as grueling as you want you know you can you can take weeks of starting off with your foot okay now you put in your your lower half okay now you're gonna sink your head in and then <laughs> you're gonna have some dude hold you while you like paddle or yeah. you know do it the asian way get your parent to just throw you in <laughs> the and um and you learn how to swim you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah it might not be as uh as there might not be as much finesse in that way but over time and over con- through consistency and um Hard work, dedication, and all that you, you 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 start learning how to do things your own way, and you, you start developing your own flavor and mm-hmm. playing music, uh, you know, like yourself. Essentially, is is the ultimate goal, and you know, working towards your potential. And uh, uh, it doesn't happen overnight, um, but you do have to, at some point, just dive right in. That would be right. my advice.
0: Nice. Nice. On, on that note, though, of of finding your own flavor and everything like that, too, you've been on a number of pretty major productions, be it Prison Break to Supergirl and everything like that. Based on those different types of shows that you've been on, how does your preparation change from project to project? Oh, that's a
2: great question. Um, uh, to be honest, I mean, it, it, it every show no no matter no matter the size of it uh mm-hmm. comes with a different set of preparations i yeah. i i can't to be honest with you i can't say that i have one set way of preparing other than you know the usual like uh you know i'm not talking about the homework that i do on the character or like mm-hmm. you know um the what i what i bring to the the character uh, but in terms of just um bringing myself to the to to a place where I feel ready and confident for that role. It's 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 been a work in progress, uh, you know. Um mm-hmm. to be honest with you, to this day, I'm still figuring that out. You know, yeah, yeah. uh you, you kind of have to you kind of have to run with with whatever fits and, and suits you in that moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: Yeah. Um I don't believe that there's like a one size fits all or like a a one thing that uh that works for every scenario or every situation. It's sort of like, mm. it's sort of like you know martial arts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, You can you can you can go into the UFC with you know your karate skills, <laughs> or or you can you know sort of like Bruce Lee with jiu um, jitsu. You know what I mean? You can yeah. learn a little bit from from everything and 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 use whatever uh, suits your whoever's in front of you or your whatever situation you're in. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, but ultimately, uh uh, I think being nervous or being scared is always a good thing because it shows that you care.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, yeah.
2: And I've I've always worked from from a place of fear the <laughs> time. And so even that, that yeah. confidence thing, you know, um, that's that's auditioning. But once you that's just like the tip the tip of the iceberg, you know booking the gig and then like showing up to set and then performing you know with the pressure of knowing that each take could potentially cost you know a hundred thousand dollars or or whatever the case might be you know there's 300 extras you know waiting for you to deliver your lines i mean Mm -hmm. that's something that you know no book or teacher could can teach you. you have to sort of experience that for yourself and be in that arena yourself to literally sort of navigate through how you yourself deal with that type of pressure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I've always kind of wondered that too. Like, you know, we are all us three are Asians right here and I don't know, at mm-hmm. least from my own upbringing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least from my upbringing, it it is an upbringing based on like discipline and shame and and fear. You know, I I don't think that's not uncommon for a lot of Asian upbringings. So when you said like you 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 go into auditioning originally from a place of fear. I wonder if that's a truly inherent Asian thing because it really does kind of put us at like a, a, a lower pedestal. If we always are just so fearful of, of new experiences. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can make it an Asian thing, but I think it, it ultimately comes down to the individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause you're right. I mean, you know, like for instance, especially in this day and age where where this type of conversation is had you know it's it's quite pervasive throughout you know all platforms you know podcasts or talk shows and all that but (laughs) i'm starting to learn that we're all no matter what you are if you're asian if you're if you're black if you're latino latina um you know spanish whatever like we all have our 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 problems and we're and we're mm-hmm. and we're all i think more similar than not mm-hmm. and i think we've thought for a very long time that as asians it's a part of our culture that this that that happens right but i think ultimately it's it, it's abuse or it's insecurity that's passed mm-hmm. on from generation to generation but it's masked as culture right? mm-hmm. so i don't know about you right. guys but like i don't know if you guys ever got I won't say beaten, but like spanked by your parents and, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, for the longest time I thought, yeah, I'll beat my kids because Hey, I was, I was beaten and look how I turned out. I turned out decently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But, but then I, you know, it, it, it's because of conversations we're having today where I'm realizing, Oh wait, I'm, I mean, that could all be done just through communication. Yeah. 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 It, right. It can be done. Discipline can be, can be, um, passed on through love. It doesn't have to be Yeah okay. Negative and, and, and angry mm-hmm. fear-based, you know thing that we inflict on one another <laughs> um, It can be done. I think um, so Sorry I, I, again, I'm going on a tangent, but I know I, I think yes. Yes and no. Yes mm-hmm. because we're Asian um, But I but there's been other there's been other Asian you know, actors that I've seen in the room that mm-hmm. don't have that, like, or wow. at least they they don't project that. You know, they 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 just have this this sheer confidence that that just lights up a room. You know, and yeah. that's something I've always kind of gravitated towards and I've always wanted, but mm-hmm. I didn't come from that. You know, what I mean, I come I came from the other side. So, mm.
0: um, no, I totally hear you. And, and on that point, though, grandma's eightieth, uh, sorry, grandma's eightieth uh, surprise. Amazing film that, that truly is timely and needed to be told because it's a story that can help bridge the gaps of a familial generational misunderstanding from exactly. how I took it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure you have much to talk about that with movie too, uh, but what about that story significantly made you want to tell and also make a movie about it?
2: Um, it? For me uh well it was two things um i just so happened to be surrounded by other filmmakers at that at that time nice. and i was very keen and eager on on doing something um and so in vancouver we have this uh uh we have this film competition every year called mm-hmm. the, the mam festival so mam is an acronym for mighty asian movie making marathon nice right and so it's a it's a division of the vancouver asian film festival cool Uh and i've been a big fan of that for for many years i've been in a few projects myself that have uh gone gotten into the mam mam um competition (laughs) and you know i said to myself i really want to i think i really want to join this year and so uh, a good friend of mine um and sort of like my mentor figure phil planta who we call the godfather of of Asian indie film here in Vancouver get to know awesome. He was the one that yeah I mean get to know him he's a great guy shout out to Phil Planta <laughs> he's he was the guy that really planted that that seed or you know that birdie in my ear and saying just just do it just try mm-hmm. it you know and at that, that time I didn't have a story yet I you know I was flirting with a few other concepts um and and then I had met our cinematographer uh, Mark Youngko, Mm. on on, a, on another shoot and he told me that he wanted to apply and so i said oh cool and so he's like do you have any ideas and i was like um no but i'd love to collaborate and 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 um Phil was the one that said okay we just want something short and concise like what okay. is a story that you might have that literally can just be like one thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean and then we from that one thing we extract a 10 minute uh, you know, story from that. Yeah. And so I thought, Hey, you know, I I, I got this story that actually happened to me. Um. And so what easier way to, to, you know, draw inspiration than from real life things. And so that night I, I, I I wrote the first, I'm not a writer. Okay. So I I should, I should preface this by saying that I'm not a writer. I've never (laughs) written anything before other than just things for fun. But I went home that night and I it kind of felt like I had this like lightning rod of of that hit me with like inspiration and um I kind of just like banged out these ten pages and I was like, sorry, like in one night
0: I'm like, oh, what happened? Yeah, in one night you wrote ten pages.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean it, it, I what? mean, it was just the first draft, you know what I mean <laughs> um, And I sent it to I sent it to my girlfriend not knowing. Uh, how she would f- or how she would yeah how she felt about it because there were some things in there that I'm not sure if she was entirely privy to mm-hmm. beautifully um, but thankfully she loved it and and literally grandma's 80th surprise will always be very special to me because it was one of the very few projects that I've ever had the privilege of being a part of that, all the stars just sort of aligned and everything clicked. It was
1: mm-hmm.
2: so easy. I don't mean that in that there wasn't it wasn't hard work, but it was easy in that like from the second of its, from the moment um, of its uh, inception, mm-hmm. everyone that I I, I envisioned to, to to be a you know in the cast, everyone I envisioned to be in, in the crew, everyone said yes. Everyone was down. Um, the, our locations. Yeah. Uh, even when it came to money and funding, it just, it was all there miraculously. Wow. And so it, it was, um it was truly a major blessing, that project.
0: And honestly, we're more blessed to actually have it out and see it because it's a beautiful film, man. And congratulations on the whole cast and crew yourself who also acted in it. Like incredible job, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, I'm a writer myself too. And I, I think one of the major things about like writing and also And the separation between writing and acting is that you can be a bit more objective about your work too. If you don't do two things at the same time, you wrote it and you're also like starring in it too. How was that process like and how could you separate the two, uh, the two different work work streams and still be objective about your performance? That's
2: a great question. Uh, Well, I need to, I should probably rewind. um, And I got to really give, a lot of the credit to where it's due. So Farla Evans-Akingbala, who co-directed it and mm. co-wrote it with me. So this, you know, bouncing it off her was the best thing that that I could have done because awesome. she. Uh, so she's an actress, um, also on Siren, um, and she's you know very accomplished actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But she has this innate, innate sort of like crazy talent for writing, awesome. and. We didn't know it at this time, mm-hmm. but, uh, but she had just finished this, uh, a documentary directing course that she had taken. And so I thought, Ooh, this could be a great opportunity. You know, um, yeah. cause we were, we were coming back to Vancouver to shoot, uh, uh, the third season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: This was the last season of, of siren. Yeah. And I thought, Hey, here's a little, uh, you know, you just finished a directing course here's a little gift for you. I mean, would you be interested in directing oh, this? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, but before that, though, you know, uh, I just wrote the first draft. And, you know, like I said, I just kind of had this this moment of inspiration. And I just kind of just word vomited it onto the page. She <laughs> was the one that really took took that and and sort of molded it into um, a much more uh, well-thought-out mm-hmm. Um you know, a recipe that was much closer to to what we actually shot. Yeah. So, um, I got to give it up to her. And then, so also having her um, um, on the day, like uh, on set, directing mm-hmm. um, it made things, incredibly easier. Awesome. Because um, you have that trust with with your partner. Um, yeah, it's there's like two of you. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was actually much easier than I thought. I've I've produced um maybe three or four shorts before yeah where I also acted in it and it was very very difficult yeah um because you have to be objective about everything <laughs> um and so when you're do so the problem is when you're doing that as as someone that's just starting out you don't really know how to fully exercise your creative side <laughs> and so when you're too objective on yourself too soon you uh you could potentially sort of inhibit or or um uh yeah uh hold yourself back if if you will
0: absolutely.
1: absolutely so in this
2: case i had someone that was way more talented than me in, in both fields in directing and in writing <laughs> and, and and having the trust you know go both ways on that i think was part of the magic sauce that made that again the experience so great and also i think the story as strong as it was
0: absolutely man Honestly, whoever hasn't checked it out yet, please do, because it's an incredible short film. Um, wrapping up here, almost at the last question now, uh, you know, we are living at unprecedented times right now where a lot of our production and even travel and finding new experiences is is a really hard thing to come across right now. We're locked in our own bubble. We don't get to see our extended friends a lot more. Um, I remember you had talked about experiences and lived experiences being monumental for for an actor as it really informs your work and also lets you play with different colors and different palettes of a lived experience and everything how have you kept yourself inspired and informed so that you can not just go delve into yourself too much but also be empathetic to different understandings so that you can bring it to your work when you're acting again
2: um sorry say that last bit again Yeah, yeah. Last sentence.
0: Um, in in the time of lockdown and everything, how have you still managed to gain new experiences to inform Uh, your acting work?
2: Um. Well, to be to be candid with you, this last year, um, Mm -hmm. and not to undermine the severity of what's going on, you know, um, there's people that I know that have COVID and. Uh, there, I know a lot of people that um, are not in the, is not in a great place, you know, mm-hmm. at all. And especially financially and all of that, uh, you know, this this pandemic has affected a lot of people negatively. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but with that said, uh, this year has been low-key, very uh, educational, I would say, and just much needed for me like awesome. it, it has felt like a gap a giant gap year that i've yeah. never that i've never took like i've been working you know for a full-time job since i was 16 you wow. know never stopped working and so mm-hmm.
1: in,
2: in a weird way this was like exactly i couldn't have asked for hmm. anything better for the industry to completely just shut down mm-hmm. and not worry about sort of um where i'm at with things or like how successful i am or this with that and i can just we can all it was like a really nice equalizer and we can really just sit back and just all be people for the Mm -hmm. first time you know um so with that said um i took this year to really go to work inward Mm -hmm. instead of outward you know um a lot of people during this time be on Instagram or whatever, social media, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of people blew up, a lot of people doubled down and went extra hard in terms of creating content. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very conscious of that. I, I didn't wanna to add to the noise of the world. Mm-hmm. And so the first few months, like from February, I know, when did the pandemic really hit? Like March, April?
0: March, March. yeah, beginning of March. March yes, yeah.
2: Yeah. so March, April, <laughs> May, those three months, um, I went the other way, I said, mm-hmm. I said, let's 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 leave social media alone. Um, you know, relative to me, you know what I'm saying. Like com- com- comparatively to to how much I was on my phone before, um, I tried to be on my phone a lot less, mm. and I wanted to go inwards and learn as much about myself as I could.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And because what I'm finding is that the more the more I know about myself, and the more I know how I deal with things, and like at a very sort of micro and very specific mm-hmm. degree and level. Yeah. Um, these things can all be applied to our craft. Yeah, yeah. To the work. Mm-hmm. So um I worked with uh, a sort of a life coach and I worked with um um, you know, a hypnotherapist, and I oh, and I wow. went back to like work on all of my own past traumas and all of the the, the hardships that um, I never really, truly ever unpacked mm-hmm. and worked out or worked through. And I found that by doing that, I came out of this pandemic just like way more present and way more mm-hmm. confident. Because there's something about just knowing yourself and accepting yourself and loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to be this thing or this person that you think you respect or that you think you want to be like, you know, Yeah. it's constantly, you're just constantly telling yourself, oh, you're not good enough yet, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what I meant by when I say I've made it, like, I'm, t- I'm tired of telling myself I haven't made it yet because it's a, it's a very, acting is hard enough as it is, you know yeah. what I mean? And if we don't celebrate these sort of small victories and these, these small wins along the way, mm-hmm. uh, not only is it lonely, is it, is it, is it tough? Is it hard? But it, you know, it, it can be very depressing and your mental health can be drained like, like that. Right. Uh-huh. I'm, sure, I'm sure you can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, so in, you know, in short, I think, Really plugging back into me,
1: knowing awesome. the thing,
2: knowing myself to the to the to the point that I know how I how I would react to certain things. I know. Um, I I also know what I like and what I don't like.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So when it comes to certain projects or certain auditions, if I'm overwhelmed with auditions, like I'm at a I'm at a great place right now where I'll I'll just I just won't do it if I'm not feeling oh, it. Oh. Not not from an egotistical standpoint. Mm-hmm. A place. It's yeah. not like a cocky, like, I'm too good for that. It's like, no, I'm, i legit, you know, uh, I'm totally happy with letting someone else play this because, yeah yeah, I'm, you know, I just, I, I want to focus on this, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And that in itself is, is, is empowering. Um, and, uh, empowering yourself right now, I think is, is very, very crucial.
0: I love that very
3: true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. That's yeah. uh that does sound yeah. like it it's coming from a lot of introspection, but then a lot of like, yeah, you're right. Like when when you're fighting against the noise or you're go you've been going nonstop, it's hard to really understand what you did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like going through everything is like what what actually what has happened. Like it's hard for you to comprehend until you take the time. So I think a lot of people have been doing that and um i guess to book end, like how we've been kind of discussing this and, and all of that like yeah. based upon where you are now in how you you're approaching um like auditions or how you see yourself uh moving forward like what what would you say is like your next say goal or objective that you really want to fulfill hmm.
2: um uh i think especially because of right now uh there's so much uncertainty Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like even in vancouver right now there's i heard there's something like mm, for sure 50 plus but i heard something along along the lines of 61 productions currently um that are going off right now i I don't know how sustainable that is to be honest with you but Um. um Nothing's promised tomorrow, as we as mm-hmm. we now know. And so, for for me, my main focus now is is really trying to uh, put love into the things that I, I care about, and that's mm-hmm. that's people, that's relationships, that's projects, um, and and myself. You know, like I said, I, I I took the year off, and I found I rediscovered sort of my passions and things that I'm that I'm stoked about, and. Nice and i i haven't had the opportunity to sort of uh, uh, sort of navigate those things before
1: mm-hmm.
2: and, and i think that, that having that balance is so super important and we forget about that when we're so you know constantly you know inundated with just pressure and anxiety of again wanting success or 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 wanting to be happy or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I really want to champion the people that champion me. I, I really want to tell the stories uh, that I maybe started in the past that I've kind of forgotten about or left by the wayside because I got too busy. So mm-hmm. now I'm going back into the things that really, truly uh, bring me a lot of joy um, and fulfillment and, and, and um, purpose, you know? Great. at the end of the day, I think when, when we talk about like legacy and those type of things, uh, yeah. I want to be known as the guy that just, you know, <laughs> he just tried his best and, and, and he wanted to, uh, to accomplish great things within his means.
0: Love yeah. it.
3: Wow. Sounds amazing. Well, we're, awesome. we're definitely looking forward to seeing what, what comes next. So thank you so much for, yeah. for joining us. Absolutely. Of course. Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's very um, nice. We on for the uh, word association right here? Yeah, we've been talking a lot. Let's
3: let's let's loosen up as well. Play a little quick uh, game of uh, word association.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. okay. Uh, Joshua, you want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I'll go first.
3: Shout okay. so.
2: out to this pimple I got here right here, guys. Shout out again.
3: That that pimple is working hard to make it. He's making yeah. it in the hey, shot. Makeup, where's
2: there's makeup? No. There's- there's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: thanks um but yeah all right let's go into this word association game so clear your clear your mind of all of the stuff we talked about let everything flow so you say a uh, word
2: and then i just say the first word that comes to mind
3: Yes, I'll yeah. So I'll have ten words, um, and I'll go one word after each other. And then the after the f- words I say, uh, whatever first word comes into your mind, or like image or idea, you can just say it uh, however you want. And then we'll just go one after the other, after the other, and then see what happens.
2: And is it just me playing, or are you playing too, Lucas?
3: Uh no, it's only you playing. It's just you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all, right. all right, all right. Let's do this. So for me, first word. Family. Friends. Pineapple.
2: Makes your sperm taste good.
3: Mm. I mean, it's it's a fact. It's facts.
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, vitamin C. Is this PG-13? Oh. oh right. mm. eh. It
3: uh, It isn't now, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> next word. Rain. Vancouver. Alone.
2: I'm gonna wear this oval teen hat that I found.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: Found this at my old my old parents' place. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry.
3: All right. Alone. Dark. Motivation.
2: Hmm. Um. Rocky. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Kumquat. Kumquat? I thought we we're PG 13, maybe. What is that? A fruit? It's is a fruit. A
3: it's it's a fruit.
2: Uh tasty? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's that's the Freudian word. That's the Freudian word in all of my words. Kumquat. Hmm. It's like, oh, is it? Is it? Is it not? Mm-hmm. Uh okay. Next word. Mountain.
2: Ain't none of them high enough. Ooh. Wait, Tight sorry,
3: ro- one word answers? No, it doesn't have to be one word. There's like, it could be image, one word, thought, you know. Copy. <laughs> All good. Next word. Tightrope. Balance. Satisfied. Cigarette. All good. And fall good. all good. And finally, ending.
2: Ooh. <clears throat> happy. Mm.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> and ending should be happy. Ending <laughs> should be happy.
2: If the ending is not happy, I don't want it.
3: Either. Yeah, you know, we're talking films, of
0: course.
2: 100%. Yeah. Uh,
0: for all our Spotify listeners, he's wearing an Ovaltine hat right now. So if you don't know what Ovaltine is, you are missing out. Your loss
2: Can me. Um, you think we can get Ovaltine to sponsor this episode? Ooh, you have oh.
0: connections? We'll try.
2: We can only try.
0: OK, fair enough. I like it. You can't, All right.
2: Or if you don't shoot, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. shooter got to shoot, man. Um. OK, so first word of 10, get into your clear space, get into your Zen state.
2: Oh, shit, another 10. OK, here we go.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You ready? Uh huh. OK, first one, decide. Now, Jay Z, it's the rock visions.
2: Ooh. Visions. Um, I wanted to say clarity for some reason, but yeah,
0: solid sticking with that. Nice, solid, solid strength.
2: <sighs> uh uh the rock
0: nice recover
2: mm, very important
0: conflict dodge <laughs> oh nice <laughs> nice uh master of none oh okay good show good show um humble sit down learn Learn, just be humble yeah uh learn live nice and the last one curtis Lum. the curtis lum (laughs) give it up for curtis yes awesome man um where can people find you what are your handles
2: um i'm not really on twitter so don't even bother finding me there. Uh I'm handsome lum on Instagram. I didn't give myself that nickname. So for those of you that thought that um you're wrong. Okay. Uh-huh. Um and uh, that's about it, really. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Cool,
0: cool. Um, cool. any projects? Oh, your podcast. You want to plug that in right now?
2: Um, it's not really a podcast to be honest with you, but oh. yeah, I started this thing uh Sort of in the middle of this pandemic, uh, called Coffee with Curtis, and that was mm-hmm. that was created just really because I was bored out of my mind and I missed yeah. grabbing coffee with my friends. Yeah. And uh, it was an opportunity to kind of kill many birds with one stone. Um, it was an opportunity for me to catch up and then also plug in with friends that I haven't seen that we were supposed to get coffee with anyways. Mm. Um, and as a way to sort of put some positivity back out there into the, into the world. You know, as we said, there was so much negative, so much noise and so much negativity out there that I just wanted to do something to sort of offset that. Um, and um, I think we accomplished that, you know, nice. uh, yeah. but yeah, it was, it, it was really just uh, experimental. And I just wanted to have fun with that. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, it's on my YouTube page. You can just look up Curtis Lum, um, coffee with Curtis. Nice.
0: Uh, yes. One of our f- well, one of our friends, friends of the show, uh, Phoebe was on your show too. And that's uh, right. great yeah. episode. So everyone should check out
2: Coffee with Curtis. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what are
0: your handles? Oh, sorry. Yep.
2: Uh, fun fact it was because of Phoebe that I learned about your podcast.
0: Oh, oh. shout out to Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, that's I nice.
2: Bro. Our podcast and I was like, hey, get <laughs> on these guys. Yeah. Um,
3: nice. Ooh, he yes.
2: Me shortly after. So, hey, so, you know serendipitous awesome. Ooh,
3: we're getting that buzz that's what we want we want that buzz a <laughs> little buzz sneaking it sneaking in in the dead of the night um but yeah uh yes so i guess for my handles at Josh Yang comedy across everything and uh of course if you're having trouble sleeping you could always sleep with josh that's my other podcast where i read boring things uh so you could look that up as well and uh, lucas what are your handles
0: uh you can find me across social media at lucas john ing Again, NG, no vowels. So you can also find this podcast at HWMIY Podcast, And please like and subscribe us because we appreciate the support. Um, yes, we do. Awesome. And for those
2: of you listening that aren't watching, Lucas has great hair, by the way. Uh, great head of hair.
0: There it yeah. You know what? There's a lot of grays in there, but better gray hair than no hair right now. Amen. Amen. That's true. That's true. <laughs>
3: awesome. You look
2: great too, Josh. You look great too, Josh. Uh, that's that's really okay. Oh,
0: all well
3: right. we'll throw me in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. See you all next week. Thank you so much. Yes.